0: Hello, welcome to the latest series of Whelan in the Years. Uh, today I'm delighted to be joined by somebody who is recognised, I think, as the godfather of coaching in Dublin circles, has achieved everything in club football, inter-county football, as a player and a manager. A big welcome to Mickey Whelan.
1: My pleasure, thanks, to glad, glad to be here.
0: Uh, looking fit, Mickey, how do you do it? I'm hanging in there, that's, uh? just, that's it,
1: <laughs> jeans maybe. Uh, 78 years of age and still flying it. Well, I'm keeping going, it's the only way to go.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, thanks for coming in. Brilliant brilliant yeah, to have you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I suppose I want to tap into that knowledge in your head uh, that, that you've developed over 50, 60 years involved in Dublin club, f- club football. Let's go back to the start. I suppose uh, 1963, or uh, you made your debut, I think, as you said, in 1958, but yeah. winning All-Ireland in 1963. What was it like playing for Dublin back then, uh, uh, 50, it, 60 it, it was years magic.
1: Ago. It was, you know just as there's, there's a bigger atmosphere now the 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 grounds but i mean the crow park for ge- for our games and championship will be more or less filled as well you know and for the the, the run through 63 was a magic it, ma- it was magic it's mm. first all Ireland, you're going to win yeah. in my case it was the last senior in the county all Ireland as a player but I, I was involved with the team in 2011 so I, I kind of and what was
0: what was the setup? You, you spoke. You made your debut in in 1958. You, you, you won an Obouron Cup medal. Yeah, and I come
1: on to the team. We played Vincent's in a semi final. I was I was about 19. We played Vincent's in semi final of a league in Betham. I, I played well, I suppose. And then uh, we went on. I think we won that league. If we didn't, we were runners up in it. And uh, after the league, then around uh, October. Dublin, you start back September break for a month or so, and then back in the National League started before Christmas. Then you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So uh, I got a card. I was I went up to my father with a card. I said, "Listen, I've been," and he, he just told me, "Look at, relax, son. There's a lot of better players than you. Never made that, you know." And when you say you got a card, oh, uh, a card to notify me that uh, I was to t- turn up for training in O'Toole Park for the Dublin right. Senior Football Team, right. It was, uh, I couldn't believe it, you know. And it, g- it came as a surprise at the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. You know. And
0: you, you, you were playing with Clannogale back then. Yes. So how, how did the move from Clannogale to Vincents come about? I didn't think Vincents were poaching players back then. Maybe. No, they
1: weren't. <laughs> they weren't. But <laughs> at that stage, uh, I, I had gone to school in Filsbury. And the guy that really switched me, I probably would have played soccer. I had an opportunity to go to Manchester United being the, c- the coach was up with my dad's one stage and talking to me, and I just never wanted to emigrate, you know, because I'd seen my all my relations coming home for Christmas, going away, and coming home for the summer, and going and you know weeping and gnashing their teeth when they were leaving, you know. So I never adjusted to that, so I didn't want to be traveling. And how did that conversation go? when you're sitting down, and
0: somebody saying, you know, you have an opportunity to play with Dublin, which you've also an opportunity to. Oh, <laughs> but they didn't. United. At
1: this, t- this stage, <laughs> I was only 15. You know, <laughs> when they were talking to me, but uh, I didn't want to emigrate. You know, I, I was, I was very, I was only a kid, really, 12, or 13, or 14. But uh, the, and the I went down. O'Connor was the teacher, and he was a Clannagail. It was all teachers, mostly that formed Clanigale. and. Uh, he brought myself and Paddy Holden and Johnny Bogan and we go to him a number of guys from the school down to Clannagale so we started there and played underage hurling the football all the way up and we played football hurling with Fontenoy club uh, really run by a, a matriarch like uh, the, the, the uh, uh, Fletchers the Fletchers the Fletcher family were really involved three of them played one of them had won an all Ireland with Dublin in 42 but he was a good hurler as well but anyway so that's how I got sucked into Clanny Gael, and it was a great experience, you know. And I, won a, I actually coached and trained the Clanny Gale team before I, I emigrated. Coached and played and trained the, the team that won the, the championship. League, championship and a league, and then I emigrated. I was, the Wednesday before I was emigrated, I was appointed captain of that 70s Dublin team. This was in 69. Uh, a lot of those guys w- were coming into squad. he was on it, Hickey, and uh, I was gone on the Saturday. And Heffernan drove me out to the uh, to the airport. And uh, that decision to emigrate
0: at that point. Well, in time, where I, to, uh, I, like I'm. I'm you the fu- you had a future laying ahead of you. You were only young lad, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, I, 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 was, I was at this stage now. I was 30 right. when, I, when I emigrated. Now, uh, sorry, I was about 28, 28 when I emigrated. 1969, 29, 29. And how many years did you spend in the States? Seven.
0: And basically studying, that's where, is that where you got yeah, your bra for coaching? Yeah, I, I
1: wanted to be a PE teacher, and uh, I went to a vocational school when I was a young fellow, and there was a very good PE teacher there Bunyan, and was great for sports, and I figured that's I loved that life. But at that stage, they were all ex-army people. There wasn't a teacher training college for them, for them at the time. For PE teaching, and so uh, I'd never, I was never one to be looking back and regretting, and I didn't want to miss <coughs> that one. You know, I figured, okay, look, this is what I want to do. And the only place I tried uh, Amer- uh, England and didn't get much response there, so I headed to America to go to college. And uh, the,
0: the coaching techniques obviously over there, were, were, was there a to part of what was happening back home in Ireland? Well, like
1: th- th- there were, there was, th- there were, because in, in Ireland at that time when you were training, getting close to games, there was no ball. It was lo- all running and they thought that the, the the idea is that you'd have a hunger for the ball, you know? I would It was say all about core fitness and stamina, there was nothing. Yeah, right. and I, but I wouldn't say that's the way it was in Kerry. Dr. Eamon Sullivan was involved with them and they played a lot of football in their training. I mean, they, they did full-time kind of training on occasions but they would uh, they would be staying together as well for three or four days over you know mm-hmm. and they train. but uh they would have played a lot of football and uh so we were we were we were novices in in that area you know mm-hmm. but uh when i went to america then every game every game training session always finished with a game i, I played soccer with the college there you know and uh, so that switched me on in a different direction. I figured, yeah, it makes sense. And then I got to thinking about how skills are acquired and who taught me how to play. And and you know, I can remember getting into a discussion with with a fellow, a very prominent gentleman, who I was at a conference in Denver. And when I came back home, I was I, was, I stayed late to see another uh, presentation. And uh, when I went into the, the, the fire of the hotel, <laughs> these two guys were having a discussion and s- they jumped up and said, Mickey, the very man, and will you, uh, we want to ask you a question here. So I knew there was a d- an argument almost with the discussion. <coughs> and he said to me, uh, uh, how, you know, who taught you how to, how to play football? And at this stage now, I had a lot of experience, this is only about 10 years ago, I said, strangely enough you don't want to kni- know the answer to this I don't want to tell you he said no we do we do we're having a discussion here I said, it's more an argument you're having he said no but we're okay uh, who taught you how to play You know, and I said nobody so he said so you're f- effing you, you know you're, 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 you're special are you so I was annoyed with that I said no I'm not special at all but I said what's the what's the most important <laughs> perambulary uh, uh, skill that a human being acquires, and he was quick like he said walking, has to be walking. I said, yeah, and he'll you. My parents, he said. So then he had humiliated me. I I I reflected on that and I said, listen. Uh, so when you were about six or eight months starting to walk, your mother told you to crawl over here and climb up my lap and hold hold me, hold the leg of the chair and put your hand out for balance and all. so I. <laughs> I, I, I reckon I got the message over there, you know. So what you do, what coaches do is they, they, they don't teach. They, they facilitate the learning of skills, you know. They encourage and facilitate um, but that doesn't mean that it's easy to do. Yeah. You put in conditions, uh, and, you know. You develop. You see. You have to see where the deficiencies in the strengths well, are.
0: In in that in that time over there, a lot of those methods obviously were were, were soccer based methods, were they?
1: And well, did no, you take a lot of learning no, from no, soccer? Or no, no. Well, I, d- I take information from, from everywhere. All sports. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All sports. Yeah, and. Uh, if, uh, when I was at World University Games, i get up early in the morning to go out to see warm-ups and all that with Japanese teams, uh, you know, American teams, Italian pl- soccer teams. So y- you pick up different things, but the, the main point was that, really, you need to play the game. That's my philosophy. My philosophy is that it, you, you have to learn the skills. As soon as you get the rudimentary skills as a young, uh, young child... You come down to play football or Horland. That's what yeah. you got go down to the club for, to play and have fun with your, with your, uh, with your brothers or, or your friends, you know. And uh, standing in drills is not what they, they buy into going down. They go down to play. And if we're smart, we can inculcate that play. We can inculcate the development of skills in the play. And and that's why I'm, I'm keen to facilitate the... Let let the guys come up with the solutions, you know, uh, through discovery and learning. Yeah. So I ask them questions, saying, "How can we make this better? You know, what's going to happen here? Wh- what's causing us to break down? And kids will tell you that they, they they they'd say, "Well, he didn't pass the ball to me, and and uh, is that right? Why why do I saw Mickey out there instead of uh, John? Okay, but you're all right. You've you have loads of time with the ball. Don't don't rush it. So he didn't see you. Do you understand? But it was there, yeah, yeah. But on occasions you didn't see him, so that you have to acquire that, you know, over time. But you can't be telling them this is how you look or this is how you kick the ball. If they've uh, they've acquired a method of kicking it, and it's it's successful, Mm. I I suggest that you don't interfere with it, you know. Mm. And uh, it's interesting, I suppose, because even say from my own
0: perspective and looking after juvenile teams. looking after an under five team or an under, you know, from, yeah. t- from four to it's four, age very four. four. It, it, it's tough. It's yeah, actually it's tough going because you're, you know, it's actually tougher than training a minor team or a yeah. senior team yeah. because these guys, I suppose, are starting off and you're trying to introduce them to the ele- elements of the game and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But you, you have a very strong philosophy uh, around Drill based training yeah, you, 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 yeah. in terms of juvenile As soon as like possible, it, it, it I
1: get off a drill and I put it into a game like situation, which is a, an advanced type of drill, but it's a game they're playing and there's competition in it. There's there's, a, there's somebody marking somebody and trying to dispossess them, and there's somebody you can pass the ball off to, and he's shut down. So that's more game like, and it transfers to the real game much easier because yeah. that's what you're going to come up against. And, and stuff done in isolation. Is all right to start with, but as soon as you've acquired the basic rudiments of dribbling the ball or a basic solo, where you can start to move with the ball, let them acquire, let them develop that in a game-like situation, where at they're all the time immersed in having to make little decisions. and And if if, if you put them into a 15 aside, it's too big. There's too many decisions to make. Just 15 guys want to take the ball from you and there's, there's 14 guys want to get a pass from you. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you're too young to contextualise that. Yeah. So if you go down to a 5v5 five five or a four 4v4, four, it's much easier. There's only five guys coming at you and four to looking for a play. So it's easier. Yeah. If, you, if you were going into school, you wouldn't be doing a quantum physics starting, you know? Yeah, yeah. You'd and start off with ma- additional going, subtraction. Going back to you,
0: you said about a coach being a facilitator, which yeah. I think is usually important. And listen, within uh, Dublin GA circles at the moment, juvenile stuff is thriving and we see clubs bulging every Saturday morning which is a fantastic thing if you're a coach you're talking to a coach that's taken over and I know you're doing a lot of coaching the coaches in the background now and stuff like that and you were heavily involved in the goal games developing those kind of uh, rules essentially what three things would you say to a coach that's taken over a juvenile team What, what would be the three philosophies you'd ask them to to stick with through the development of that team
1: I, I, the first thing I'd say, look, the kids come down here to play. They want to play, so whenever possible, you know, let them play. Try and get whatever you want to get across to them, uh, whether it's good kicking ability, good passing ability. Instead of once they've they've developed uh, the rudimentary ability, put them into game situations and let them develop it in the game situation because they're going to have a match and they're going to have fun and they buy into it much easier. Mm. Th- and, and not only that, it, Im- it impinges on them uh, implicitly. They're, they're learning it implicitly. You're not telling them how to do it. They're coming up with their own solutions and they're going to be better decision makers down the road. Mm. And my coaching philosophy is underpinned and fueled by decision making. So and the reason for that... Decision making under pressure. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, in game-like situations. And... Y- if you look at all the top teams, are physically fit. They're all training. Uh, you can make people fit by just, you know, really running them into the ground, if you like. But we're, we're a little bit more uh, sophisticated than that, with, with all the, the new technology that's out. So we're able to give them breaks and keep bringing them on uh, at fit. But at underage levels, it's about playing the game. If you think about George Best, what a <laughs> phenomenal player he was. Uh, th- any any of the uh, Johnny Giles those guys they they went away at 14 years of age with all the skills of the game and and they really acquired them by playing every every free minute they had they were down on the street Mm -hmm. kicking football and Mm -hmm. playing and if they were winning by six goals to one they'd stop the game say hey hold on Mickey you go over there Uh, Kieran, you come over here they'd Mm -hmm. they'd balance the team up. do you see any coach doing that yeah
0: but that was i was going to touch on that about two things i suppose coaches behavior on the sideline and uh, the coach being the facilitator but but uh, uh, a lot of the time we see one of the fundamental problems we would see at juvenile level across across i suppose the country and in, in dublin is it can be coaches behavior and parents behavior on the sideline yeah. and uh, not yeah. letting yeah. the kids yeah having a noose around the kids and not letting them
1: express it I mean I see more activity sometimes some of the the coaches on the sideline or the managers whatever the roles they have are are putting in more activity they're running up and down the sideline they're covering more ground than any player and they're telling them at every hand's torn give it to Mickey turn back push it in there but but their instructions, you know, th- you're far better off letting them, you know, tell them, look, go out there, try and keep possession, put them into game-like situations and train mm-hmm. them where you have to make three passes here and you've got to be foot passes yeah. uh, before you can get into the set other half or before you can score. So now they've been challenged and they have to keep possession. The only way to keep possession, you've barred a hand pass, you put in a foot pass, so they're going to get lots of foot passes, but what they're doing is, they're going to get stopped, I, in, intercepted, two or three times very quickly, and then they start to come to solutions themselves. So they start to to look at the r- take the right option. So they're developing deci- game decision making. Do you know what I mean? Right. So and, you're and, le- and you're leaving. It do you know game. what I mean? To be so then, yeah, yeah, and it, it, it builds in automatically. It's implicitly learned. So that in a game situation, the, their default mode is the right one. It's not yeah. what what you said to them to do it's what they've practiced that they go into automatically Mm -hmm. they do the right thing more and more as they're going up can I I touch on strength and conditioning
0: Um, it's obviously a hugely important factor within the modern game at senior level has it drifted back too far to young kids? Are are, are, are there clubs investing a lot of time and wasting a hell of a lot of time? Well, I i that
1: are, that are yeah. Well, they shouldn't do too much strength conditioning. I am not involved with too many underage, like mm. eight, nine, tens, elevens, twelves, thirteens. But at that stage, any it's more the skill, uh, you know, and and movement they should be learning, you know, acquiring the the, the balance and movement, and. Uh, control State. of the balls twist and turning and all those that's the whole give them athletics you know early early on and let them be proficient and have control of their body then they're better able to control the ball whether it's turning or football if they have good coordination to control themselves so I, I wouldn't be doing strength work I'd be doing, uh, I'd be, um, doing uh, developing their motor uh, skills Running, so jump and hopping down. The athletics there. Yeah, yeah, bringing yeah, a more yeah. Athletics philosophy yeah. rather yeah. than the. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Strength. There's th- look at, th- there's no point in, in th- trying to do stuff, strength work, or endurance work. You know, mm. with with kids under fourteen, they haven't gone through uh, puberty. Do you know, mm. or adolescence. So their heart and lungs aren't developed. So there's no, you know, they're they're smaller and and so they run out of th- they won't. Run that far, but they run fast. Psh, they're gone left and right, but but endurance they 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 they'll run out of uh, steam and they stop and quiet down for a while and psh, up and running again. But if in a game condition, in a game situation, rather than a drill, they're getting the opportunity when they're yeah. on the ball and the off endurance. the ball when they've passed the ball on two or three. So they're getting that, but it's more related to the game and and the re- and then the reading. When they're ready to go again, to read reading wait, where the game go. So, I, I definitely think that, you know, after fifteen years of age, it's time enough to actually introduce conditioning. Yeah. But,
0: and I'm gonna ask you one thing: What would you say to a coach, after losing a juvenile game, that comes to the conclusion that his team is not fit and he runs the shit out of them? Well, I the tell you, week? the
1: first thing I'd say to the coach that coach would say to me, and I'd say to him, "Listen, who cares whether you win or lose." They're not worried. Look at them. They're all walking off. And they're often joking after losing. You know what I mean? So it, it's about developing the players. That's what underage is about. It's about the players. Yes. The whole thing is about the players. <laughs> uh, but, but initially, uh, they're very individualistic. But if you get them into a game like situation, 4v4, 3-4v4s, that's 3 a's, 24 guys yeah. occupied. Yeah. That's why I think the goal games has had a big impact, you know? Yeah. And all the all the, uh, the evidence I got through through my PhD was that the kids enjoyed it. We had questionnaires, re, re, you know, to elicit the, f- the feelings about themselves, the perceptions of confidence. In small-sided games, when you come back and said, did you like that? They had to write this down, those questions. They all were very affirmative and positive. It was great. Uh, in 15-sided games, the was quite the opposite, you know, mm. only two or three would think, and they would be the two or three big guys that dominated the game, you know. If,
0: if, if the be yeah. So, we'll so they, they, uh, they
1: need to be enjoying the game to bring them back, you know. If, yeah, if they're yeah. really enjoying the game, and you've, you have to develop their motor skills early on, and the motor skills is running and jumping, skipping, hopping, turning, tumbling, rolling, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're all part of... Been able to deliver stuff efficiently when they're when, when they're, they're under pressure. Yeah, yeah. Go, getting back now to your own
0: career. Um, obviously spending that time in the states back in the seventies. Um, y- you were kind of influential. Were you in the background? I know Kevin Heffernan. Kevin Heffernan was obviously a, a really good friend of yours. But w- were you involved in the background of that seventies team in terms of training methods or?
1: I'm reluctant to answer that question because, really? uh, well. I never, I never said I I was involved in it, and Kevin never said he was involved in it, that I was involved in it. That doesn't mean you weren't involved in it. Correct. <laughs> but but uh, you know it's, uh, you know, I I would have I would have sat down with him on, on training sessions. Yeah. Methods right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And 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 that
0: was taking the learnings from the yeah
1: the states and yeah, t- following the Kerry yeah. philosophy was it at the time it wasn't too far off I'd say that, you know look at you know, the, <laughs> <laughs> the underpinning of, of games is that if, if you if you're going to be a pianist or if you're going to learn the pl- piano you've got to play the piano yeah. you can be a brilliant writer of music and not be able to play the piano do you know what I mean you have to play the piano to be good at the piano you have to run fast if you want to be a sprinter you know you have to run long distances if you want to be an endurance runner you know, yeah. you have to do that. So why would, why, it does not make sense that if you want to play football, you play it. Yeah. And you put in much of the training and fitness uh, uh, choirs, requirements in a game situation. That's and my philosophy. And, and, and tell me this, getting back to Kevin Heffernan, who was a really good friend of yours. Yes. What was special about him? He was a brilliant man-manager, first of all, and, and he had a business acumen. You know, he was, a, he mm. an, and he was, a, he was as good a player as played as a forward. You know, he would have ranked alongside Porcel, you know, and Stockwell. They were brilliant players. So he'd, he he understood the game really well, really well, and he understood achievement. You know, goals from his business background, and he could could uh, uh, put bring that into what he did. And uh, Cause he was he ruthless when he had to be? had to be when he had to be ruthless he, he was ruthless mm. I mean you have to be and w- what's ruthless I mean you, you drop somebody off a team that's killing him that's ruthless to him it may be everybody else figured look there's a better player coming in here you know so the it's really not ruthlessness but it's efficiency you're, you're, you're thinking I need to make a change there you know and th- that's not putting the guy could come back then if he, if he if he buys into the challenge that this is presenting and gets on with his work and goes back and says to Kevin or to to another coach and says what am i not doing here what am i doing wrong that I, that I'm not holding my place here and you open you honestly tell him that's just what you got to do and uh, so when you're doing that you if this and this and this is very good but this area is letting you down and uh then they have to either bite the bullet or not. They need they either have to say, "Oh, uh, walk mm-hmm. or knuckle down," and say, pfft, "I'm getting back in
0: there." Mm-hmm. So while while you were lingering in the background, whether you were there or not, in the in the seventies, mm-hmm. and I was a great th- friend <laughs> of his, so <laughs>
1: yeah. it would have bounced a lot Lovely, of the stuff off. Yeah. Me, yeah.
0: And in the eighties, then you were obviously just continuing to learn and develop. You had a huge interest in at that stage. Did you what, what did the what did the eighties bring? Were you still just studying and? Looking at all different methods,
1: was was it just yeah yeah I've done that, that all my life. I know oh, that. Yeah, you're still doing oh, it. Yeah, oh, farcally, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, had a great wife. Yeah, she was very famous. patient. Yeah, yeah, and yeah,
0: and I'm yeah, sure I'm sure yeah. you miss her. Um yeah, but listen, g- getting to moving on, then I suppose to if it was to push forward to to uh, 1996 and and taking over the the, mm. the, the team. Mm. I know that was probably a difficult difficult couple of years. Uh, uh even coming out the other side of it, yeah, is it something that do you do you regret taking on that team that just won the
1: uh I do because it it i was it's probably the only area that I would rate myself as a failure in of all the goals that I set out for myself, I've achieved ninety five point ninety eight percent of them you know, mm. and that one I believe I had the knowledge to to bring that team to better performances yeah. but uh, the team had won in all Ireland and uh, there was it, what, what, what,
0: what yeah what, that's what I was going to say was it a case that you know that team had, had been competing at a high level for a few years and it had fallen over the line in 95 it got to the Holy Grail and just well you're there. saying
1: that you're saying that it might be very accurate <laughs>
0: <laughs> but going like it, it is the poison chalice isn't it going yeah, in to take yeah, on a yeah, team yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's yes. there yeah. essentially yeah and y- the methods that you brought to training, because I was there, obviously, you, you, you know, yeah. you everything involved the football. Yeah. Uh, training wasn't easy. No, it was tough. no. Uh, I yeah. certainly was fitter than I ever was, you know, during that period in, in nineteen ninety six. But there just wasn't buy in, was there?
1: No. Why? Uh, well, they 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 had th- they would acquired this kind of a philosophy. That's the, they'd grown into this, you know. And then a number of them weren't for change. Most of them weren't for changing, but some of them were, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, Jim Gavin, for example, would have been very uh, switched on to trying to move in, in that direction. He was very supportive. A number of other players very supportive there. But uh, so. I, I wasn't worried about myself, but I was the, the press. The, the press now yeah. was was incredible, you know, and uh, there was those players. For example, <laughs> the, the the day in Mayo when I uh, I had Keith, the captain, uh, do the warm up. Do you know what I mean? Pfft, Whelan has lost uh, the the lost the, the dressing Yeah, 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 yeah. So that kind of stuff is not good for children or or your wife or your s- sisters or brothers you know. yeah yeah it's, it, it so listen it's, it's huge pressure and then mm. it was pressure on that well it, it was killing you guys it was killing you and and the other younger guys you know the pressure that was on me was was reflected on the team and they were every time they made a mistake it was highlighted but uh so it, in the interest of the team i walked away yeah.
0: did did any of the players ever come back to you in hindsight and say Do you know what mickey you weren't far off it. Well, well we Desi,
1: Desi Farrell would have, you know, constantly uh, chatted to me in that, and, and I, I reckon he, he would have seen the benefits of it. Mm. Uh, uh, Jason Sherlock came to me at a golf meeting there about ten, ten eight years ago in, in uh, Heffos Place. What's that? Uh, Clunch Half uh, Golf Club. And uh, said, "Listen, I'd like to talk to you after after the thing." And then um, when I met him, he said, "Listen, I was very young when I was when I was. Uh, I thought I was very big of him. Now he was yeah. very young when he was on that team." And he said, uh, "And he was um, being he, he he was a good soccer player. He'd been yeah, pulled, dragged yeah, everywhere yeah, at yeah, in that yeah. particular point and of he his said, career." Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I I regret that time. I was f- I was young. So yeah. th- things like that is nice to hear, you know, mm. and it, mm. it reflects f- very well on the people that say it. Mm i want I want to go back even and just touch on myself at the time because
0: I had played in the under twenty one team now you 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 called me into the squad after we got beaten by le up in in nineteen ninety six and maybe not unlike yourself back in nineteen fifty eight but it came as you shocked me because I wouldn't have believed that I was near Good that enough. level yeah, or yeah, at yeah. it whatsoever yeah. I hadn't performed that well at under twenty yeah. one level yeah. It led to, I suppose, a couple of months of being absolutely shitless going training because I didn't have that self-belief or yeah, that yeah. inner confidence, and I had to build. But my point being, when you obviously you saw something in me at that time yeah. that I didn't see and others didn't see, and likewise, you know, I suppose in in maybe 2010, where you know the likes of Ono Garre were brought in and Michael Dara McCallum, mm-hmm. and, and and if we we were probably raw players when we yeah. were younger, what do you see? Qualities what qualities? do you that. look and, for t- and player said the and same thing to me. He said,
1: "You see stuff that, that I don't, Mickey." Uh, <laughs> I said, "No, I don't." He said, "No, you do." And I don't know. I just see stuff in them. I look. For th- do you see the something. That I,
0: I can fix him, or I can mold him, yes, or I can develop. Him. Yeah, yeah. So it's, never, it's never too late. No,
1: for no, no, no. I mean, I, I I saw for the first time. We we had a match in uh, in a rugby school out 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 in uh when, uh, when we saw Ogarra we played a, a challenge match there was o- uh, it was a rugby school on the south side of was starting to uh, play Gaelic football and so the the idea was to put a dublin team in there and play you know on a f- for a special occasion and we did it and so it was a team and o'gara was uh, was on the team you know and the same with with uh
0: Michael Armrmaally
1: yeah, yeah Michael same thing I saw him within about three minutes in Parnell Park Pat was at one end of the, the pitch and I was at another we, we we didn't stand beside each other for in the early stages till we mm. come up with it all and I was down to him and said listen and he said patcha yeah. he was in with in the past but uh, they they didn't think you know they, they dropped him out of it. And I said, I oh, know. I said, as a midfielder, this guy can win the ball. I said, you know, that's a start for Dublin. That's a start, you know, winning and ball. Uh, you and were, and ball. that's what I saw on you too. You were winning ball, and we, we we didn't have midfielders to win the ball. Mm. And Kerry always launched most of their victories from midfield dominance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so maybe that's what had impinged on me, you know, in, right. in your case. But I mean. I wasn't wrong on your case, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, Some I, I might argue <laughs> but <laughs> but I but, I, but I, I do I do I regret that you don't have an all iron. and 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 Keeney, pfft, yeah, yeah. He deserves an all around yeah, too. He He's really classic that's player that's, that's life we have to you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And i in, yeah. in, in 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 two, two
1: but I think that kind of stuff is fate, you know. I mean yeah. it's either Memphis it's or it's
0: not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two thousand seven then when you stepped down, and I'm, and I'm sure it was it was a relief, it, it, as, you, as you alluded to, a, b- a bad time in your career, and, uh, but you also touched on your wife Irene, who was, I'm sure, she was a huge support oh, she was at great. that time because great. great. Post 2007, you took a bit of time out, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was there to kind of guide at you. At
1: that stage, I, I actually, I was actually a coach with Dundalk when they won in uh, '95 before. Yeah. Right, the soccer, uh, the yeah, Dundalk and soccer and team, and right? And before they'd won the last three leagues that was the first th- that was the last time to win the, the league right so you got did you go back to soccer I, I, co- I, I coached soccer co- international teams yeah right so you just uh, got away college from teams games for a while and then. yeah I went to yeah. world university games as head right. soccer coach right. and ended up doing uh, you know moving on to head head of delegation yeah. chef de mission and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff you yeah. so know so I saw a lot of the world now
0: through soccer yeah. yeah, and 2008 then I, I get a sense is redemption when I mean, you went back yeah, and you took that, you, t- you, you took that Vincent's team.
1: Hadn't won Vin- a game since I was a coach. To pre hadn't won the championship sorry, so it's 1984, since 1984, was it? Since I was, I was a coach. Yeah, and and was it was that something that?
0: you Wanted to do was it always in the well, back of your mind. and said, it was I, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm no, going back I, into this. I'm gonna, I'm well,
1: gonna I wasn't going to walk away anyway. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I was always involved with, with, with teams with Gaelic teams as well. Uh, after two or three years, Heffernan brought me back into a double minor team. Oh, in 2003, yeah, was yeah, yeah, and yeah. That team yeah. should have won and all. That. Yeah, but down to very good leash team. And we had a couple of injuries on the morning of the replay, but we had the game in our hands. Mm-hmm. In, the, on, in Crow Park on All-Ireland Day we should have won it that should've day won, yeah, but yeah. they got a you know dry of it mm-hmm. and then you better some replay so that re-energised you then to take Vincent so yeah that and, 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 uh, and what happened there is then that people had started to have a different view yeah. up yeah, to the that the game that was changing up to yeah. that yeah but up to I was seen as a goshite right,
0: you know <laughs> <laughs> is is that high? Is that the highlight? Is that is like it, when you look back over the last thirty years? Is, is that your moment of satisfaction, winning that club all ireland in two thousand eight? No, those games against no, Klassen but it Man was a, it was
1: a it was a a monumental moment, all right. Because by doing by being involved there, and Def Heffernan in his own way was kind of uh, bringing that about. Mm. That that's the thing that he has. You know what I mean? He brought me into a management squad that was there and, you know, they, I, I brought something into it and we got then into developed it from there yeah. and that. Then I, I took over Vincent's then after that. So that led to Vincent's, uh, you know, I took over Vincent's then and then they went on after three years and won county championship and club all that. Yeah. And, and then I was only, I was only down out of that for six months or something. and. I, I was approached by Dublin and I, and I said no and not not interested in. Whether uh, was he interested? No. Well, could they give my name to, to to, to uh, other people? Because a number of people had me down as their coach. So I said yeah, no problem. But uh, Pat Gilroy ended up in the position and he I had managed him the previous, so he brought me in as yeah. coach. Pat Pat. Pa- Pat's appointment came, left the centre at the time,
0: came out of the blue. I presume Mr. Heffernan was, was somewhere involved in the background there. I, yeah, go away all that. fifth on no, that.
1: But, <laughs> but it was a great decision. Yeah, you know, he yeah, he, he was yeah. a great manager. Yeah, he did a great it, job.
0: Did did that suit you better? Like coming back in, you didn't have to deal with the media or any of that crapology. Yeah, you just focus yeah. on yeah. the yeah on the pit on yeah. the pitch. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of less kind of. I didn't do a bad job now you've done a very good (laughs) job yeah and there's one thing i want to touch on you because touch on because i suppose 2009 we had the start of weeks, right yeah in the first year and but one dynamic of the game that changed and and, and i and i think you you were largely behind it because michael savage was was very fond of the short kick out in 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 that Vince's team in 2008 and we'd never gone down that route yeah and and we began to began to introduce yeah. and train, yeah. and I know yeah. I've said before you made me bloody redundant because nobody had to catch the ball anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was the end of me. But you know, <laughs> where
1: where where it was an option. Where, that was an option. When, 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 was when did that? When did that? What, what, th- what, 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 when
0: did that whole process around a short kick out and retain a and possession? Rather, than where were the conversation? I'm interested. In, I'm sure yourself and Pat sat down and and you brought it from the Vincent's team, but it was it was, it changed the whole dynamic of goalkeeping. And it ch- and it, and it, and well, you know, it look, I, the I'm, I'm not
1: about to say that. You know what I mean? No. I'm I'm not about. But listen, uh, th- this guy was ready made for it. You know, uh, Cluxon, I think yeah. I think Clarkson is the best goalkeeper ever. that I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, and a very committed individual, a bright, bright guy who, uh, you know, he he he's, he's, he just deploys himself. 100%. That's it. He gives everything, whatever he's doing. and uh, But he's, he's an accurate kicker. He's good football. Mm. He's good. He played a bit of soccer. He's kickouts. So, it, it, and if you're not winning midfield, do you know what I mean, all the time, the way to do it is to go short. When they push up, go long. I mean, the thing about... Our midfield, you guys weren't just dealing with the two carry midfielders. You were dealing with the whole half back coming back and the whole half forward coming in to pick up breaks. Mm. So all they had to do was even bump into you guys, and the ball and was the breaking. 50, 50 ball, yeah. But if you were going, if you yes, if you were going uh, short occasionally, then and they were coming out, and then they were piggy in the middle, and we were keeping ball. Then then they have to make a decision here whether some of us stay forward and some of us. Can come back, you know. Mm. So that that lessened the odds against you guys in the middle, you
0: know. Mm, mm. And it, obviously, it changed the game for the better for Dublin. And 2011, it hasn't it worked out badly. No, it hasn't worked out badly. Well, as you say, there is somebody. I very think Jim has taken it on special. really well. I think somebody, I think
1: uh, you know, Jim Gavin is. But, but going back to 2011, France obviously winning that All Ireland with Pat, yeah, you know, that would have been that would have been the the icing on the cake. Mm. I mean, that was it the r- the thing I was really... That was for for both of those for you yes and and it wasn't so much redemption for me, but I owed it to my family mm. Do you know what I mean it was it was uh, Arine, Arine, you know i was gr- i was delighted that she saw those successes mm. because she always knew i was she always felt I was very good at what I was doing you know yeah. I'm and very supportive and uh, uh, pat obviously then continued on but
0: obviously through work commitments he stepped down Jim brought it to a new level yeah do you, you'd know Jim well you'd spoken that you know he you he, he would have spoken a lot do you see similarities between him and Kevin Hefner?
1: yeah yeah go, uh, go very very good management skills and I mean Gilroy had good management management skills as well so I mean th- th- there wasn't a big change going on there from Gilroy to to, uh, or or Gavin, to uh, yeah. Jim Calvin yeah Jim, Jim had, had you know, he he inherited a good crop of players, you know, mm. and uh, the ice was broken there. So and, and uh, the, well, the, the baggage he was gone off the back as well. The, the, the yeah, yeah, baggage yeah, was gone, yeah, yeah. but I mean, he has he has uh, nurtured that and, and brought in players, is bringing in young players all the time. And the thing is that th- this was what's important about the breakthrough. When you make the breakthrough. You only need two or three players per year to come into that to keep it alive, yeah. You know, and we didn't, we weren't having that, you know. And if you if you look at the Kerry the Kerry ty- team that was very too successful, they weren't having it either. And when they went, there was a big drop before the next group came along, you know. Mm. So Jim is feeding this team really, really well. Do you know what I mean? And he's picking up. But the the credit f- a lot for a lot of that must go to. <laughs> the underage coaches who were kind of—I think there is a lot of game orientated coaching going on mm. in a lot. Of well, fr- so you—you
0: you, you can see the skill level of players coming through the system now is yeah. is a lot higher. I think so.
1: Essentially, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think the decision-making is they, they may not know it, but the decision-making is part of the makeup. Whereas before, it—it it, it, it was a weakness. They—they—they mm. they, they weren't good decision makers. Panicked under. You know I mean, not I'm not picking out any individuals, but uh, from from the, the type of training we're doing, that has changed now. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and the strength and conditioning is a very important part of at a mature level, athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. sure. Player.
0: And and looking ahead to this year and the c- team
1: going for three in a row, what yeah. do you think the prospects are? Th- take it one at a time. I think the uh, I think the defeat to to Kerry won't hurt them. It should it should really energize them. Yeah, it should really get them uh, motivated a bit more. So they're going to be there or thereabouts. I mean, these guys, the players like Costello and Mannion and those guys, they'd be on any other team, you know. Mm, there's huge huge and competition. Yes, and and and, uh, and and Jim is playing that card really well. You know, he's keeping a little bit of hunger with them, and you know, but but the thing is he's going with the system where if you're performing, you play, you know. And that's the most honest system. When you can get to that stage, people then understand, i got to perform here all the time if I want to get into the team. Mm, so it's bringing a level of consistency. Yes, yeah, yeah so, yeah. so
0: what does the future hold for Mickey Whelan? Is still learning, still look at As <laughs> hunger, hunger hunger is still at a high level you're involved at S- Vincent Hurler's. Yeah, this year yeah well I,
1: I look at it I, I'm, I'm the president of the of the club and you know I was asked to, to ha- take a ha- hand in it so I'll make some kind of a contribution I'll keep going uh, I'd rather still, die on the you side you you that's in a sideline now than a nursing home that's for <laughs> sure <laughs> you're still happiest when you're out in that
0: field on the, on uh, on I like, the doing, it, grass, I like yeah.
1: doing it yeah and I, I like to see people Develop and not just not just in football. I would hope that uh, th- some of the stuff that was picked up from my coaching would. I would hope that personality and and character was was a part of that. Yeah. I think it's character is very important, you know, in life. And I think I think sports can can do can be a plus or minus in that area if you go down if you do it, take it right. It's a really mm. enhances your character and uh, your personality, yeah. and if you if you if you don't do it as a team thing, if you start to go into yourself, it can be it, it can be hurtful. Yeah. So, so you're back.
0: You're back off to the states to educate the people. Who <laughs> <back you're laughs> <back laughs> told you yeah. that? You did. Like, <laughs> when in a <the> car? No. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're heading off n- in May, are you? To I'm going. To I'm going on Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, right, right? I'm going to the states on Saturday. Down to Atlanta and the Southern States, uh, like and s-
0: that's the coach, GA coaches over yeah. there. Yeah, right? yeah, brilliant.
1: brilliant. brilliant. So From listen, my sins. A, an
0: absolute pleasure. Totally enjoyed the
1: chat. Oh my uh, pleasure. Thanks for coming in my to, to edu- yeah. educate everybody again, and, and, yeah. and wish
0: you very, very best in the future. And
1: congratulations on your own career, you had a great yeah. career, yeah, sure. and you have a great uh, <laughs> method of uh, means of life. You know, your career, your your job is more important than football. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And your family is. Family's number one the as year. Year. Family you know? is the say. number one. Listen, Misky. Yeah. Thanks, Emil. Okay. Pleasure. Thanks, man. That's it.